Welcome to Self-Confidence Unboxed, Owning Your Truth. I'm here to demystify self-confidence, break through the BS and hacks, and get to the heart of what is holding you back. By owning and living your truth, you show up more confident, self-assured, empowered in your relationships, work, and life. But what if you can play bigger in your life, make an impact rather than just sitting on the sidelines to get out of your own head and into your life? I'm your host, Angela Powell. Let's get started. Well, hello, 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 and welcome back. I have a treat for you guys today. It is phenomenal. I have the best conversations with some of my coach friends, and I want to start sharing those conversations with you because every time that I end up talking with them, I'm like, damn, we should have recorded this. There was some good nuggets in there that were just mind-blowing or something to really kind of think about. And I wanted to be able to share that with you guys. It is phenomenal. And I would love to be able to hear what you have to say. So anyway, uh, without further ado, this is Trisha Bolton. She lives in Australia. And uh, she is a friend of mine that is also a coach. And we talk about fantastic things. So just take a listen. Sit back and just glean all the nuggets. <laughs> Bye. So I'm just interested in if she, if like that whole concept of rules are just arbitrary thoughts that we get to choose, right. how did that like show up in your business? Sort of once you sort of acknowledge that that could be a possibility, right. what, change, what changed for you in your business? It erased all the shoulds and have tos and the pressure. Mm. completely goes away mm. and what's amazing so like during that process of understanding that I was like okay yeah that totally fits into of course I mean she's confidence coach for coaches and I'm confidence coach and so everything she's been saying has been like just echoing things that I thought that I made up or that I came up with <laughs> and I'm like oh, yeah but it, it, I loved it because it's like the great unboxing that I have in my coaching, right? Mm. And just to realize that, okay, rules are arbitrary. It's like, oh, all of a sudden, the stigma, this, um, the power of these rules mm. goes away. And it's not mm. like anarchy. Because that's mm. what a lot of people go, well, if you don't follow rules, then rah. it's not that. It's that you get the power to choose. You reclaim your agency. Mm. And that's how, like, you know, my sign back there, you are, you are the fucking CEO of your life. Mm. The CEOs create the rules in their, in their business. Yeah. And so that really helped just like, okay the how it showed up was the fact that like I could do my schedule you know how I've been dealing with my schedule for years mm. all of a sudden the guilt and the anxiety about my schedule with the salon and trying to fit the coaching in with that I always was like I still would like to have 
you know, a set Tuesday, every Tuesday is at this time, just for yeah. ease. And, yeah. and however, looking at it with my three week rotation, not a problem. I'll do one-on-one -on -one coaching this, this week, the next week it's, you know, it's two pods, mm. the next two weeks are pods. And then the same, and it's still consistent, but it's just three weeks out instead mm. of every week. And I just looked at that stigma and the pressure of that. And it's beautiful. Yeah. And the judgment, like yes. the stigma was bringing judgment into the, I was coaching somebody and I love the way she, like she had an aha moment sort of like, and I loved her aha moment because mm -hmm. um, she was, she realized that when she was sort of like um, judging herself for not doing sort of what her mentor like what a course was suggesting she do in her business mm -hmm. she realized that she was actually turning up like an employee and like the mentor was like you know her boss yeah. and instead when she realized like she is the ceo of her own business yeah. then she had she got her power back to sort of say well actually your rules don't apply to me in this context. I'm making the decision to say, well, I'm going to take that pit of your program and that pit because I love it and that really sort of fits, you know, my business. But mm -hmm. this other part doesn't resonate with me and I want to be the CEO so I get to decide and pick and choose what I like. And then she yeah. got her power back. So yeah. it's sort of along the same sort of lines, isn't it? I sort of, yeah, uh, yeah. I it. It's I look at it as whenever I'm looking for a framework, because, you know, we've talked about this. Yeah. Getting frameworks just because we don't even know what it, what it would look like to have that workflow and that kind of thing to have that. But I always had that thought process anyway of picking and choosing. So I would run through it. It's like cooking with a, with a brand new yeah. recipe. I yeah. cook through the recipe, yeah. how it is. And then I go, well, that's not to my taste. That's not to my taste. So there was really no, no pressure within that. Mm. But there became this other pressure that came to life through that, mm. which was that I don't have enough. Oh, and get this. So it, it it hit me to the core when she was doing the Facebook live and, and walking through is that she's going there. She says, you know, right now, and I didn't even see this and I loved it. Mm -hmm. It was the fact that she says, you know, when you're thinking that you don't have your systems in place and yet you're lying to yourself because you do have systems in place mm -hmm. is the fact that you're saying that you don't have enough. Mm -hmm. Anytime that it's, you don't have enough, equals you are not enough mm. boom mm. what mm. And i mean tears welled up and i was like you know when you think you licked something and you yeah. got that yeah. thing out yeah oh yeah it's still latent in this one area yeah right yeah. and it was a beautiful thing like looking back on it i didn't beat myself up mm. Because I immediately mm. just started talking to the little girl inside, just like, but you are enough. Mm. Mm. Because there's no rules, and you get to create the rules, create the game, mm. you get to try everything out. Mm. It's okay. And mm. all of a sudden, this beautiful freedom came up. Mm. And um, 
just having it just like, oh, I get to choose. And there's been this so much empowerment within me that I'm just like, okay, even though I don't know what's going on <laughs> in certain areas, I'm like, but I, I can choose. I can do this. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's the freedom that comes with being able to sort of think I, I don't have to know as well. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's what you started or where she sort of started with. Like, you know, we all put ourselves through so much drama and so much sort of torture, I think, in this early stage. Even though we know, like we hear so many people sort of saying we all sort of get caught up focusing on the how and we sort of know intellectually we don't need to focus on the how, but then we end up focusing on the how and that's where we sort of like we, you know, we say like, we don't know the how. I don't know. You tell me the how. If you tell me the how, then I'll be fine. Because then, you know, I, I, I can well, sort of. the easy button? You know, not the easy button. It was yeah. like um, I was talking to a client yesterday and she was talking about how um, she's ready to move on. And so she tells me that she wants me to teach her the how. Yeah. So, well, the how is in, you know, your your brain and so i was recapping like the the things so in my coaching i i teach her mindset and to be the watcher and to be able to understand that but then i give her tangible things to do so mm-hmm. like write it down like when when an when a negative thought comes up what, what feeling does that create? What does that have? And then in all the thoughts around all the sister thoughts so that you can see how the power of them is ganging up on them. And then you're choosing to believe that because you're constantly thinking about it. Mm. So she's, um, and she's brand new to the whole thought work thing, brand Mm. new. And so whenever I was telling her that I was like, of course, You've been existing like this forever. She says, well, I don't have any thoughts. Mm. Oh no, sister, we all have thoughts. You have thoughts about everything that you do. Mm. You choose it every moment. And then you get to, you have an opinion about everything Mm. and you have an opinion about yourself. And then you have an opinion about the thoughts about yourself. Mm. So, you know. Hers has gone sort of like so subconscious. She's she's still starting that early stages of sort of becoming aware and, and then so, yeah. once you become aware it'll be like and it's natural because from from our childhood we're taught the how and and a lot of times we're not taught the why or how it works or what it you know the true effect of it. it's just just do it and I think the other, the other thing is, Ange, we're not even asked to, like in the early stages, what do you think? What do you, mm-hmm. what do you think the how is? Yeah. It's just this is how you do it and then just replicate it. Yeah. And I, w- I was having this conversation with my daughter today because she's in third year at bed and she's struggling a bit in the context of like her and her cohort are annoyed because the lecturers are saying when they ask a question, they're actually saying, well, what do you think? You know, what do you think the diagnosis will be? And she's like, you know, well, if we knew, we wouldn't be asking the question. And, and I sort of said to her, well, you're now third year, you're halfway through your course. And if they wait until you graduate in yeah. fifth year and you're out in practice, yeah. then you've got nobody else to ask. So they want, 
to start building that confidence now that, okay, I can work it out. I might not have the answer, but I've got an inkling of if I try this or if I go here and explore a bit here. But it's sort of like, you know, we're not taught that. We're just, as you say, we're given, shown the how, and then just say, they, you know, our education system just says, now just repeat. Yeah. Rinse and repeat. And, and I mean, that's systemic in, in everything because, you know, that's where you, you're told this is how you are supposed to be. This yeah. is how you're supposed to act. This is how a good girl looks, or this is how, you know, a good guy looks and behaves and does. And men don't cry. Mm. Men don't show emotion. They're always strong. So then they have to deny that humanness part of them to where they're not allowed to have emotion. And so then when they repress it, you know, when you repress things, it just gets bigger. And so we have mental issues with that, women, the same thing. And so there's this craziness that happens of that. We're always taught the how, but we're not taught critical thinking. We're not taught to be at one with ourselves. And so now we're having this great revolution that's happening of being aware, being conscious of where we are and that sort of thing. And so there is that, but there's been, there's so many people out there that it's just existing and they're not even understanding. And they're like in the misery, you know, they're in the misery. And circling back to, you know, what we started off with, which was on rules. Yeah. Um, I was, I don't know if you've read, um, I, I suggested it to Teresa because I was last time I caught up with her. Um, I read Martha Beck's new book. It's called Integrity, ironically. Oh, okay. Integrity. The name grabbed me. I just sort of thought, oh, okay, Integrity, I've got to read that. And it's very interesting. And the biggest thing sort of like, you know, well, one of a big takeaway for me is sort of like just how much of those societal rules have set us up for so much sort of like, you know, long-term sort of suffering that's completely under the radar because mm -hmm. we accepted these rules, like, you know, pull it out of Amy Ladder's sort of like application of rules to your business and blow it out to your, your life. How many rules have we just sort of like accepted, whether or not it's as a female or whatever role we play, the fact that we've got roles and we don't even question the rule. It's gone so subconscious that, but we have all these thoughts about how we're not meeting those expectations. We're not meeting sort of like, you know, whatever the rule says that we're supposed to be doing. We're not following it to the letter, to the law, to, you know, 100%. And then, you know, so much of our pain and suffering comes from those jolly rules that when you stop and you question them, you're like, who said that's the type of parent that I have to be? Who said? Like, yeah. I agreed. I, I took the ticket. They handed out the ticket and I took it, it willingly. But I took it when I was like, you know, maybe 14 or 15. Then I didn't have the brain and the awareness or whatever. And I've just stayed on that bus for the last 40 years. Like, seriously? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm starting to get off the bus, Ange. It's scary. <laughs> right? Because you're in a new part of town that you yeah. just love it. Yeah. I know. I'm the same thing. Um, and I... A year ago, it, it was an inkling and then it became really solid within me for the last six months that there needs to be a heart revolution to really change the heart 
equals identity of who we are, right? Yeah. And the revelation yeah. is completely challenging every freaking part of us mm. where to really unbox and, and like you said, get off the, the bus of this, these rules that have been told to us and that we have to end up, you know, following those because most of my life, I felt like I never measured up mm-hmm. and, you know, just, just recently within the last, maybe uh, what, eight years, cause I'm going to be turning 48 in a couple of weeks. And just was around the town that I, you know, shortly after I got divorced, had my little identity crisis and then started realizing like, okay, and growing, I, I had to rip away some of those identities and the roles that was from that. Because again, you know, like when you're getting divorced, your identity is already challenged because, you know, you're getting divorced there's a stigma around that. Well, now it's becoming more norm, but still, you know, and then your children and what does that mean? And, and all of this. And so now just recently with this heart revolution is because you have the black lives matters. People are really pushing back on that. You know, you have the LGBTQ and, and, and trans stuff that's happening. And, and I, and I agree with, you know, all of that because no one is less than someone else, but somewhere along the lines, there was a rule, arbitrary rule, or mm. someone, someone had a thought, oh, that person's less than, and then mm. offered it up. And they're like, yeah, and I'm sorry, that's bullshit. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, and, I, I, but, I need to read that book. I need to read that book. It is. It's. It's very interesting. She uses this um, uh, um, piece of writing from the 14th century um, by Diego. I've forgotten. I've forgotten his last name. Diego someone. Um, and so the whole book is based on this sort of play that he's written. So it's like this huge analogy. Um, but it's very well written and it's like she's got it in like she she sort of tells you the story of the play and then sort of like interprets it and sort of applies it and then she's actually given um actual sort of exercises that you would do throughout the book so it's very hands-on um and it's all about at the end of the day sort of like leading an authentic life and I think the biggest thing is sort of like you know when you, when you talk about your heart revolution, sort of what comes to mind for me is what I have not realised. Like, again, you hear about it in theory, but to see it in practice, I think sort of the more people show up authentically in their life, the more we can do that, the more other people feel empowered to start thinking it's possible for them or start asking questions of why am I doing this when I don't really want to do this anymore or okay and it, you know if she can do it what can I do and and sort of stuff like that and I and I think I've heard about that before but sort of seeing it in practice I think that's that's really how we can feed into you know 
practically real heart revolution. Thank you for joining me today. I really enjoy being able to connect with you. If this is something that resonated with you, then please do leave a comment down below on the podcast. Also, it helps me be able to reach more people. If there is someone that could be able to help with stepping out of the sidelines and into their life and growing some self-confidence, please do go ahead and share that. If you would like to be able to work one-on-one with me, go to AngelaPowell.com and be able to navigate through there and reach out to me there. Or you can DM me at Angela Powell Coaching on Instagram and on Facebook. All right, guys, y'all have a great day and uh, go forth and be awesome.